In this episode of Sorta Awesome Plus, is it possible to force yourself to have a better day? We also have some cursory discussion about racism. Welcome to Sorta Awesome Plus. It is a collection of unscripted and barely edited conversations about things that may or may not matter but that are often quite entertaining and sometimes mildly offensive. This content is shared in bulk with the Sorta Awesome superstars and occasionally with the rest of the awesome community. In this way, it is much like Sorta Awesome's Weird Uncle. We're cautious about which friends we let meet him, but we can't prevent him from showing up at family events. Hi. Good day. <laughs> Can I start a song? Oh, please. Okay. I sent you a TikTok last night. You did? It was of a person walking out of their home. Yes. And kind of both. It was like a mix between celebration and rage. Scream of like, whoa, it's going to be a great expletive day. (laughs) And it had an impact on me. I wondered why. Well, I mean, I thought it was entertaining in it's the moment funny to that watch. I saw it because yeah. I'm a fan, or at least a whether I'm a fan or not, I'm a participant regularly in the self-talk. Yes. And that's probably the same reason that we like the other TikTok that we shared about that's a thick-ass boy. <laughs> because it still makes me laugh every he, time I think about it. If anybody's bothered to do the looking into it, that that audio clip... Yep. Was nothing more. This the guy that came up with it is a a voice personality, and that that clip was nothing more than what he goes through to get himself amped up. Yep. To begin recording, which is never recording stuff like that. No. And that was that was viral. Yes. And so I'm like, yeah. In this midst of it's still, I don't I don't care how easing back into society we're still in the middle of a damn quarantine and it sucks yeah and so you got to get up and you got to have those whoo that's right those amp yourself up slap yourself whatever yes that gets you i'm ready and it carried over and i didn't think it i didn't think about it until just a little while ago but i got up today and it was like you know what it's gonna be a good damn day today i don't care and it was I mean, for all intents and purposes, it's yes. been a good day. It has been a good day. Not because anything good happened. No. Just because I was able to to slap my psyche around a little bit and yes, let's go. Yes, I get it. That thick ass TikTok. I already loved it. I thought it was hilarious. But when I we we watched it together, the backstory of yes. him saying, "This is just my." Amping up. Oh, my gosh. He's dumbfounded by the... Oh, I know By it. the virility, the viralness, yes. whatever. Yeah. As I, he should be. I grew to love it so much more. It's mm-hmm. so authentic and true. When Laura was on the show, Laura Tremaine, she had this... And she didn't do any kind of thick-ass boy stuff. Well, she should have. And she's talked about this on the main show, Sort of Awesome, that she had these like little dances that she would do to kind of dance her jitters out and mm-hmm. kind of get into the zone and stuff. I I do think I'm a little too reserved. I need to yeah. I need to loosen it up. Holler at you, thick ass boy. <laughs> go in, go into any locker room in America before oh my a game. Gosh, yes, and it's it's the same thing. Yeah, 
It's true. All the way back to the yeah. 1890s where we were listening to Back in Black or yes. Thunderstruck or whatever. Okay, since we're talking about it, what do you think? Let's just do a casual ranking. Let's say top three, amp up before you take the field as a football player. There's a lot of context for an amp up song, but for you, before you take the field playing football, what were some of the top, say, top three songs? Well, those two, but... Wait, I think Back in Black. Back in Black and Thunderstruck, and especially Thunderstruck. I don't know Thunderstruck. That's It like starts it. out with a with a fantastic guitar build-up. Okay. And then it's all... It's it's the happy place before we ever reached, like, rage metal. Yeah. But it was some... It was no one's singing voice. It was their screaming voice. Screaming, yes. And so you... Yeah, you... Okay. Same, the same as that video where yeah. it's just like whoo yeah. and it's I don't feel this way but I'm trying to exactly okay do you, is there another one that comes to mind that was the biggest one so you guys were more like rock and roll this is early 90s yeah you graduated yeah in it would have been leftovers of yeah 80s because nobody wanted to Kurt Cobain themselves in the locker room before the game oh uh, sorry opposing coach we don't have enough players left they all committed suicide in the locker room can't say that. I said that. <laughs> um, okay, that's interesting. So it wasn't like hip hop, rap, no, those types of things. There wasn't. There was no rap at that time that was amping. Okay. Um, and, and even to the point where, in the immediate years following, when I'd gone to college, right, and played briefly, and then coached, began coaching. That was the era. When for some still befuddling reason to me, it became popular to play whatever music at like half speed. And it was just depressing. For we amping had, up? Well, our kids, uh, when I was coaching, our kids would bring that into the weight room. Okay. They would, we tried to be sensitive to all the types of people by allowing mm-hmm. kind of by day, different groups of kids were allowed to choose the music and... Um, this may come as a shocker to many of you, but the majority of collegiate athletes are not white guys. Right. Once you move past the offensive line. <laughs> in the kicker. In the kicker. Maybe a quarterback <laughs> here and there. You you get a lot of diversity into the mix. And so there was, you know, five days a week in the weight room, at least three, if not four of those days, were minority choice um, on the music and regardless of whichever group that was, and then even a decent portion of the non-minority kids, everybody, because it was hot at the moment, everybody wanted this slow speed played. I I can remember so vividly visiting with our D coordinator at the time. This was in my very earliest years. He was a very Mm -hmm. influential person in my life. Um, But we would have conversations. Like, I, I legitimately, I'm not a suicidal person, but after three and a half hours of that this afternoon. I wouldn't rule it out. Was this at East Central? Yeah. Okay. Well, yes. I mean, I don't even think... They liked it, though. They liked it. I wouldn't say it amped them up, but they liked it. Yeah. But that's in the weight room, We were just like, oh, my gosh. Well, they would have listened to it, regardless of the circumstance. And that's... Okay. That was also the era where, yeah, you had music playing in the locker room for the general masses, but you also had... 
you know, at least half, if not three quarters of the team that beyond the music that was playing, they had on headsets and their their Walkman with their cassette tape yeah. or CD or whatever, um, playing their own thing as well. And yeah, not everybody not everybody in college was into Thunderstruck and things like that, but right. everybody had a headset. Yeah. Well, and it's funny to say minority because they were obviously the majority. Indeed. Indeed. Um, black kids, honestly, is what we're talking about in our part of the country. You said that. I didn't. We can say black I'm, again. Can this we? is a thing, yes. I can't keep up. I, I just They're just people, man. I don't know how to keep up with it. Well, and I think that it's interesting to think about how the music style progressed because that, then that would have been late 90s to into the turn into the 2000s right but you know you coached on through into the early 2000s i coached through 2008 2008 yeah just may of eight may of 2008 was there any song that stood out from all of your both playing all the way through coaching that you're like this is a good amp up song maybe even you like to go back to it your own personal self well again and I, I feel like you're searching for something that's right in front of you. Thunderstruck. Okay, I gotta was, go listen to Thunderstruck. For me. I don't know this song. Because, honestly, a major portion of that is just because it's one of the first ones that I was exposed to. And we all have those those connections yeah. to the earliest memories of things. Sure. Were there others? Probably, but nothing, nothing sticks out like that. Yeah. I could maybe appreciate that other songs would have fired other people up. Sure. But when it came to a thing that fired me up, that, and then believe it or not, believe it or not, the national anthem. And this was, I can't remember when we stopped doing this, but there was a long period of time where you'd go through your preamp up, you'd run through the tunnel, and then you'd come out to the sideline, and then we would all stop as a team and stadium mm -hmm. and we would listen to the national anthem and when you got to the final line that was you just felt electric and not because you were proud of your country <laughs> i think that but just what it was building into you knew the moment is at hand like five years ago maybe less i went to an ou game with aj and i'm pretty sure they still leave the national anthem with all the kids on the field yeah okay because we we ebbed and flowed i can remember a decent stretch of time where we weren't on the field for the anthem. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Interesting. Okay. When, uh, in fact, it would have been somewhere in the stretch from 1 through 6, 2001 through 2006. And I only remember this because I was in the press box. And oh, so I would yeah, separate. Yeah. I'd go down and do pregame stuff. The kids would go back in. I would go up to the press box. Yeah. And I would be in the press box and stand up for the anthem and feel jittery and all that, but the kids still weren't out there. Yet. Interesting. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. It's all it's all critically important stuff for Very. the listenership here. What I need to know is I've got to go listen to Thunderstruck. Yeah. My current and this has been I say current, it has been my amp up song for probably how old are the twins? Seven. Seven. I'm going to say six-ish years, five to six years. Okay. Is that song by Fun, Nate Bruce's band, Carry On. That is my amp-up song. Okay, I could see that. You're more of a soft amper. 
This feels ampy to me. Well, like I said, it's, that's the level of amp that I can handle. Right. Maybe I. Maybe. Well, I, maybe you've been limiting yourself. Maybe. Maybe if you got into Thunderstruck, yeah. you'd be like, "I made six podcasts today, bitches." <laughs> can I say that? Is that okay? Yeah. Okay. Sorry, everyone. This is unedited. No, it's lightly it's edited. Lightly, softly. Yeah. Gently edited. <laughs> But still a little offensive. It's mostly offensive. I'm an offensive person. We've talked about this. I don't want to be. I just find myself in that place. So I've had to make peace with it. Okay. That's fair. You're holding something. I am. And you keep looking at it instead of me. What what you got? This is the National Magazine for Kai Omega. This is a recruiting video. Get your daughters ready. No, that's an interesting thing. I'm going to circle back to that here in a minute. This is the Eleusis. It came in the mail today. Just like how TCU, because you're an alum of TCU, whether you own it or not, you have your master's from there, and they track you down wherever we move in the country. We never update our address. You know who does a better job than them? Uh, your high school. My high school. Graduating class of 50 four people they have never not found me <laughs> their budget is unlimited they want you to come to alumni every year and you've never gone i've never well i went the first well since you've been an adult you've never gone when is that when did i become an adult let's I miss this? say i will say this since we got married in our early That's 20s true. you've never gone i went my senior year mm-hmm. i don't think i've been back since my senior year i might have gone Mm. At most, I would have gone the next year, but I've never even been back. Yep. Well, Kai Omega also can track me down. So I get the Eleusis, which is our national magazine. And there's been a trend in the past few years, bless their hearts, Kai Omega is the um, largest women's fraternity. It's the only women's fraternity. It's not true, but it is the largest. Which other is there? What other uh, women's other fraternities ones, I think Zeta Tau Alpha considers themselves a fraternity. They're a sorority. I could be wrong. I don't know. I'm just going to say it for them. Okay. But one thing that Kai Omega has been doing in the past few years that I just get such a kick out of, I get tickled. Because I'm like, who are you guys trying to fool? Is that they start incorporating these pictures of collegiate women who are women of color, young women of color in the elusis to be like you guys here's one look how diverse we are look how diverse we are as a fraternity never mind the fact that there's literally so this is a special edition 125 years 125 years of Kai Omega 125 years of racism I mean seriously Kai Omega was founded at the University of Arkansas and is the biggest chapters in fact it even gives a list of the biggest chapters 10 collegiate chapters with more than with the most members in 2019 are from Alabama the University of Alabama University of Arkansas Ole Miss now Arizona comes in and so does Colorado being respectable in there but These then, are still very white areas. True. Then we got South Carolina, LSU, Mississippi State, Kentucky, and Auburn. Um, all, I would imagine, chapters that do not look. Hang on. Hang on. We got road noise. That's aggressive. That's aggressive. All right, we're in the clear. Okay, the do not look like that one chapter looked. In fact, the, this picture, this diversity picture that they've included to show you what Kai Omega looks like in the year of our Lord 2019, that's from the University of Miami. 
Okay. If they can't get some diversity going, well, I don't word, know. Right. I think the only never mind that was a racist thing to say and think. Let's can we take a brief break from where you were going okay. and explore a topic. Okay. I get notifications when you make a post in any of the Facebooks. Okay. And because I've been allowed into these special groups of people who listen to us talk every day. Yes. That includes those groups. Yeah. And I saw that you'd made a post referencing a thing that I have had no chance to research whatsoever, but I know it had to do with racial issues. Yeah. Expound briefly what this is about for me. Okay. Well, a couple of things. Yesterday, two major news headlines broke. One detailing a story out of New York City where a woman whose name is Amy Cooper um, was filmed on video by a man named Christian Cooper. No relation. She's white. He's black. He's a bird watcher in Central Park. Okay. Okay. He's, I feel vaguely familiar yeah, with this. Yeah, just doing his bird watching thing in Central Park. There and was a con- kerfuffle. There was how, a kerfuffle. How did kerfuffle. it end? That's what I didn't see. It ended with her calling the police and reporting that an African-American man, and she's emphasized that several times, was mm-hmm. threatening her. He's mm-hmm. speaking calmly on video saying, okay, uh, please do call the cops. That's fine. I mean, he's, you know, completely keeping his composure. The police come out. They see it's just a disagreement between two people. Nobody's charged. Nothing happens with that. She, she works for a financial services company, Franklin... Templeton? Yes, and she lost her job. As would happen. Yes. Okay, so that happened. But then the the major news story was um, a man in Minneapolis named George Floyd uh, was pulled over and um, looked like somebody that the police were looking for for a case of forgery that was happening. And ultimately was detained and then um, a police officer in the process of detaining him, held him down with his knee and his neck for seven minutes, even with bystanders filming this and also saying, he's subdued, he's not even moving. Can you take your knee off his neck? And the officer had a taser and kind of threatened people with the taser if they came any closer. Anyway, the man passed away, died. His name is George Floyd. Okay, I'm gonna have to look into this. Yeah. So it's a very upsetting situation, obviously. Yeah. Um, and this is on the heels of, of course, there's been some other recent headlines. So that is the context okay. for me actually using Facebook to make a post, which I haven't done in a long time. Okay. We're going to dig into this. Okay. Deeply and maybe lose all of our listenership now we won't lose our listeners. Yeah. Um, we're going to dig into this deeply, but it would be irresponsible at this time for me to begin to make a bunch of commentary. Okay. I want to go look up a few things. We'll talk about this in days to come. Okay. This is something that all of this touches me in a, in a very significant way. Yeah. I grew up absolutely as racist as a person could. Yeah. Not because I was making choices. Right. But because of yeah. circumstance and surroundings and families and stuff. And then went into a profession, as we've alluded to in conversation, which is very diverse. 
where the majority of every team that I can recall that I played on or coached with from college on was white minority. Mm-hmm. And there were there were a lot of years of adjustment and I'm still not I'm still not mature. Well, in this aspect. I have to give you credit. So, did you read the post? I read the but post. I, well, I said on Facebook that like most every almost every single white person in our country needs to be able to come to terms with the fact that we are all racist and I was able to have the courage to you're, say that because you're spoiling future episodes. Well, I'm just going to say this. You are the person who illuminated that fact for me because as a white progressive leaning woman I have held tight onto the fact like I uh, I'm not racist. In fact, that's what inspired part of this post was as it would, as it should. Yeah. And so when you confronted me with the fact that like, guess what? Yeah, you are. We all are. That was extremely challenging and difficult for me. But the more I lived with that and really confronted it, the more I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And so. So stop there because we're going to, we're absolutely going to unpack that. And maybe tomorrow if I get time. Okay. I'm in the middle of, believe it or not, even in the middle, in the middle in the midst and middle of quarantine, I am just swamped in work right now. Yeah. So I don't have a ton of time to research, but I will I will work hard to get some work done, whether it's tomorrow or just in the next few days. We're gonna Yeah, we're gonna put on the scuba tank and we're we're gonna dive deeply into this. Alright. That's not the direction I thought we were gonna go with. Okay. This. So please continue with with this other thing first. Well, now we're out of time. Well, we, no, we're not. We're fine. <laughs> we're fine. I'm the editor and producer here. You just talk, damn it. Well, I was just going to say that every time I get the elusis, and this particular one is... Somebody's mowing nearby. That's lovely. We'll try to wrap up quickly because of that. Yeah. Okay. Well, they, they always feature the um, current... Uh, governing board of Kaimega. And it reminds me of... Airplanes? Yeah, okay. You know, it's okay. We'll save the story for another day. Just let the plane pass (laughs) and then bring some closure (laughs) to the white supremacy that you're talking about here. Well, I wasn't even going to tell that story. I was going to tell a story about one time when I went to actually Kaimega convention. But the funny thing, it is just to round it back to what I was saying. It's funny to me. It's as if Okay, it'd be one thing if Kaimega was using these pictures of like, look how diverse we are in marketing materials or whatever, recruiting videos. But this goes to the membership, which is like everyone from current active Kaimega co-eds who are in their late teens and early 20s, all the way to the 95-year-old lady in the nursing home if they tracked her address down. So to, it's just sort of weird. Like, yes, I'm sure there are chapters that, especially now in 2020, I hope have more diversity, but this is a, an institution. And I loved being a Chi Omega when I was in college. And in fact, when I loved it so much, when I found out Daisy was a girl over yeah. 15 years ago, Megan started a secret savings account. I was so excited because I thought, oh my gosh, I'll have a legacy. She'll have this advantage going through rush and all of these things you know fast forward 15 years later 
I'm like, I don't even know if I want Daisy to go to college. Is it worth it? And especially, I don't even think I would want her to be in a sorority. Anyway, all that to say, it's hilarious to me because this magazine is going to the vast majority of the women who get this are white. And so it's just like, oh my gosh, okay, Chi Omega headquarters. Well, you gotta, you gotta help console the people that don't want to believe that they're racist. That's what it is. That's exactly what it is. It's like, we can be so proud of ourselves because we have some women of color who are Chi Omegas now. And it pretty well whitewashes what I am confident is a highly racist history of Chi Omega. Yes. Don't tell national headquarters I said it. They'll pull my pin. Revoked. <laughs> no more magazines for you. They probably will just somehow have an algorithm that figures out you held up their magazine repeatedly in front of a camera. And they probably referenced do. them and will yeah. we'll just cease to exist one day. Because of time, Megan. Yeah. Hope you're happy. It's the best fraternity for women ever, dead. <laughs> I'll save some other kind of stories for another day. But that was what I was gonna talk about today. But it took some we took some real walks other places as our conversations do that's right it's getting noisy out here so I guess it is old things are trying to distract so. it is a lovely day though so we did want to come back outside and try this outdoor filming again yes all right well you guys thanks for tuning in i don't know what's going to happen in the days to come i hope we don't lose all of our superstars we're not going to lose all of them there's a few that'll hang out still until they can find something better we'll see all right thanks for listening have a and wonderful watching. day and okay. start tomorrow with Thunderstruck. Let's do it. It'll change your life. Okay. Music can improve your mood and is far more accepted both socially and legally than are amphetamines. Also, the places that sell music are less scary than the places that sell amphetamines. I mean, it's your choice, but music is also cheaper.